Amazon Books, your weekly program about great reads through book talks, trailers, and first chapters. Presented by Mrs. Winningham and Mrs. Kovach. Hi, this is Mrs. Kovach. Today I'll be reading the book Need by Joelle Sharabanu. One by one, the teens in Nottawa, Wisconsin joined the newest, hottest networking site and answered a question. What do you need? A new iPhone? Backstage passes to a concert? In exchange for a seemingly minor, minor task, the need site will fulfill your request. Everyone's doing it, so why shouldn't you? Kaylee Dunham knows what she needs, a kidney for her sick brother. She doesn't believe a social networking site can help, but could it hurt to try? After making her request, Kaylee starts to realize the price that will have to be paid for her need to be met. The demands the site makes on users in exchange for their desires is escalating, and so is the body count. Will Kaylee be able to unravel the mystery of who created the need network before it destroys them all? Kaylee, want, a desire to possess or do something, a wish, need, something required because it's essential, something very important that you cannot live without. What do you need? See, Kaylee, it's fascinating, right? Nate swivels in my desk chair and grins, showing off the braces he will finally get removed next week. He lobbied to get the braces off earlier, saying no 16-year-old should have to face girls with metal in his mouth, but his father and the dentist both said no. Personally, I think they make Nate's blonde good looks a little less perfect, but that's not a bad thing. He needs a flaw, or 12. Of course, I have enough flaws for the both of us. The attention-seeking drama queen and the neglected, non-athletic brother. We're so different, and yet, at the core, we're the same. I don't understand, I say, as I shifted my attention over his shoulder to my Mac. I thought you said this was the website where Jack got his new iPhone. Nate's older brother asked for the newest iPhone for Christmas after breaking his third phone in almost as many months. He pleaded that the need to check his email in case colleges sent acceptance letters. The first two times, his mother replaced the phone with a warning, saying she wouldn't do it again, which no one believed, since Nate's parents give Jack whatever he wants, whenever he wants it. This last time, though, his father denied Jack's request and held firm. Even Santa and the holiday spirit didn't budge him. No new iPhone until after first semester report cards come in, and Jack could prove he was responsible in at least one non-sporting aspect of his life, as if that was going to happen. Jack is the king of all things popular because of his athletic ability, but just because his friends like him doesn't make him smart. When Dad came home from work and saw Jack with the phone, he was seriously angry. He figured Mom had gone behind his back, screamed that he was tired of being undermined, that she was hurting his authority and stormed out before she could persuade him that she had nothing to do with it. Maybe she did. I take off my glasses and rub my eyes. I mean, it wouldn't be the first time Nate's mom had caved. In the weekly house, Jack could do no wrong. Must be nice for Jack. Nate shakes his head. I thought it was my mom too, but later I heard Jack talking to one of his friends. He said he got the phone from this new social networking site and all he had to do was invite five qualified friends to join. As soon as they accept the, the invitations, presto, the phone was his. It doesn't work that way. At least my world doesn't work that way. The site must be asking for a credit card or something. No one gives out free cell phones for inviting five people to join a new network site. This one does. Nate swings back to face the screen. Trust me, my brother isn't clever enough to make something like this up. 
And he's not the only one who got stuff. Look at this. Nate clicks the mouse and shifts the laptop so I can see the screen from where I'm standing behind him, normally without glasses. I wouldn't be able to read anything. In this case, I can make out large red letters in the center of the black box. Network members, 48. Needs pending, 43. Needs fulfilled, 7. So Nate says with a big goofy smile, what should I ask for? A new bike? A computer? You don't need either of those things. What's the point? Nate shrugs. Jack really didn't need a phone either, but he got one. Yeah, but, but what? I'm not exactly sure. There's something about this whole setup that bugs me. Or maybe it's just the question we're asked. What do you need? Because I know what need is, and it's not another phone. Nate gives me an annoyed look, and I feel a twinge of guilt. When Nate heard my mom and brother weren't home, he dropped what he was doing to come over to keep me company. And knowing Nate, he probably has a zillion offers for something more entertaining to do with his night. At some point, he's going to realize that and start accepting those invitations. Then what will I do? So I slide my glasses back on and I say, I guess I'm just surprised your brother sent you an invitation. He didn't. Nate flashes a wide grin. He forgot to log out when he left to meet his friends. And I brought his computer and sent the invitation to myself. Nate rolls out his shoulders. The network assigns a profile name to every user, and as far as I can tell, no one is allowed to say anything on the site that will reveal their identity or disclose online or in real life whether their need has been fulfilled. He clicks the mouse several times and then points to the screen that reads, Doing so violates the terms of use and voids any possible fulfillment requests in the future. But Jack, yep, Nate laughs, Jack already violated the terms. He's going to be so displeased when he tries to get something else, and the need fairy godmother gives him... The big no. I can't wait. You're assuming that people who operate the system know Jack told his friends, I say. The odds of that occurring have would have to be pretty low. Yeah, what a bummer. Nate lets out a dramatic sigh. Still, there's always a chance someone will learn about Jack breaking the rules, which is good. Gives me something to dream about. And he's being a jerk. So basically, you'll be dreaming about it a lot, I laugh. A guy has to have a hobby. We can't all have brothers we actually like and get along with. I see Nate's eyes drift to the framed photograph on my desk of mom and DJ from the summer. DJ's blonde hair sh shines in the sunlight. His face is filled with delight, and mom and I look happy too, but our brown hair makes us look less bright. Or maybe it's just that I know how much we both wish we were more like DJ. Have you heard anything? Nate asked. I bite my bottom lip, pull my phone out of my back pocket, and check to make sure I didn't miss a message. Nothing. Mom took DJ to the ER at All Saints Hospital, and her phone doesn't always get the best reception there. I'm sure she'll update me soon. The test won't won't say he had a relapse. They just can't. He deserves better than that. He deserves better than everything he's gotten up to now. Karma owes him one. I'll be there with him now if I were allowed to go. Instead, my mom insisted I stay here, out of the way, alone. Nate reaches out, and I step towards him. He takes my hand and webs his fingers through mine. No, not alone. Behind him, I can read the word need shining in large red block letters at the top of the computer screen, which is appropriate because in my life, Nate is someone I need. Without him, I'm not sure how I'd get through the nights like this. If he ever did find a serious girlfriend, I'd be sunk. So Nate's voice is once again filled with mischief as he lets go of my hand and swivels toward the desk. Back to something really important. What should I ask the great and powerful need network for? A car would be nice. You live two blocks from the school, I say. You don't need a car. Not to mention, you'd have to get a job to pay for the gas and insurance. Sad but true. And since I'm not interested in hard labor, I'll have to ask for something else. Nate t tips his head to the side. His expression turns serious. You know what I really need? A B on my physics final. Before break, Mr. Lott told me I have to get at least 80% on the test or I'll fail the class and end up in summer school. I don't think people 
running need can take your final for you. No, but whoever created this thing must have skills. He might be able to hack into the system and change my grade. Nothing ventured and nothing gained. Nate types an A on my physic, physics final in the box and hits enter. The message in the box changes. Now it reads, need request being verified. Please stand by. The image of a clock appears. I thought you said you needed to be. Why settle? Nate taps his finger on the wood of my desk and a second hand of the clock on the need site travels from 12 to 1, then 2, and then the number 3. I feel my phone vibrate in my pocket and my stomach launches and it lurches around. My legs run steady as I stand and pull out my phone. What's it say? Nate says. I try to breathe, but I can't as I click the talk button, praying that DJ's okay. Thankfully, my mother doesn't draw things out and tells me in the first sentence that he is. No relapse. He's still sick, but it isn't worse. With every relapse, it can get so much worse. So this is good. Still, my voice shakes when I put down the phone and say, the doctor is going to run one more test, but they think the virus caused the fever. Everything else is stable for now. That's a relief. Hey, I hadn't, I hadn't asked last week, but your father... I shake my head. I still hadn't been able to find him. The Christmas card he sent had a Kenosha return address and postmark, but when I called the apartment complex, they said they'd never heard of him. You'll find him, Kaylee. Nate gets up and puts his arms around me. If not, we'll convince more people around here to get tested. Someone will step up and help. I lean into Nate and close my eyes. I hope so. I used to think so. Then I learned the truth. People say they care. They don't really care. Not my father. Not the people in this town. Not the school psychologist my mother insists I see to deal with my issues. No one. Opening my eyes, I see the screen behind Nate change and am grateful for the distraction. The clock on the site has stopped ticking. Nate's face lights up. He gives me a final squeeze before sliding to his chair in front of the computer. Score! My request has been processed. Now, according to this, I just have to invite six qualified friends to the site and my need will be met. That's easy. Nate types my name and the email address and hits send before I can object. Then he types five more addresses. Who did you invite? I'm not telling. Unlike Jack, I plan on following the rules. After hitting log out, Nate shoves a chair back and stands. Now, did your mom say when she would be home? No. The last time I went with DJ mom to the ER, it took hours before DJ was dis- discharged. It's like clock. It's like the clock stops working when you step into a hospital. I doubt it'll be anytime soon. Good. Nate grabs my hand and pulls me towards the door. That means we still have time to raid the fridge and watch a scary movie before they get back. Does it have to be a horror film, I asked, even though I know the answer? Can't we watch Lord of the Rings for the hundredth time? I won't complain when you say all the dialogue and reenact the fight scenes. Tempting, but no, he laughs. You have to do something nice for me because I came over and I had my heart set on hearing you shriek like a girl. In case you haven't noticed, I am a girl and I've been working hard for the last seven years not to hold it against you. Nate turns and winks. You get the popcorn, I'll get the soda. It's time to have some fun.